I'm as ready as I'll ever be. Yeah. Ready? Which means not at all. <laughs> I haven't even douched yet. Hey, wh- oh. Can we not say that? <laughs> I mean, we can. I just I just wasn't expecting that. I'm sorry. No, it's... can always rely on you for a good cold open. <laughs> I would... My cold opening? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is Cody Daigle-Orians. This is Neil Daigle-Orians. And welcome to another episode of Bearded Fruit. Yay. Yeah, uh, come on. That I'm, was... I'm sorry. I'm not here for your entertainment, Kelly Clarkson. Oh, no. Come on. I think so. I like um, I like the better yay, so I'm going to try it again. Uh, hey, that's what everybody said after Kanye met with Trump. They liked the better yay. I'm making jokes that your forty-year-old. Yeah, mind can't. I my I did not wrap my brain around that Yay at all. Is a, is a nickname for, for for Kanye. Kanye. Oh. Yay! Oh, I see now. I see. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Um. So I'm just gonna. Anyway. Yeah, I'm just gonna go home and like. We are. Home. I mean, I am. <laughs> I'm sorry. Is this the illusion that we're in? We're in a podcasting studio and. In, I'm gonna guess Simsbury, Connecticut. No, we're in New York. Uh, yeah, we're at like in fancy in the fancy like ABC New. No, not even. Um, okay, so this is the craziest beginning we've had. Uh, so <laughs> I'm gonna have to edit this episode. That's your own bit. fault. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> so this week uh, we are talking about um, President Trump. President-elect. President-elect. Doesn't that feel gross, though, to, like, President Trump? Yeah, this week we are going to... So we're just about a month away from the inauguration. His election was just unprecedented. <laughs> it was. Mm. Uh-huh. But we spelled it correctly when we said it. Um, yes, his his inauguration is just over a month away. And, uh, you know, I don't think anybody has been feeling particularly awesome about um, the Trump presidency in the last, what, it's been... Over a month and a half since he's since yeah something like that. the nightmare began, uh, and this week we have seen a couple of things that are not so great for the LGBT community. Some more signs that the next four years are going to be full of some pretty dark dark days. This is the darkest timeline. Dark. This is the dark. Yes. This is the darkest. Timeline. This is the darkest timeline, and there's some things that have happened over this week that we're going to talk about uh, on the episode today. That. Um, Really, are some it makes some very troubling signs, and uh, for anybody out there who is still in this position of like thinking, like, all right, well, maybe we can just kind of wait and see what happens, what or happens? and maybe it'll be okay. Like it'll be okay. We're gonna be all right yeah. in the end because we have um, love and each other. Yeah, like there are some things uh, going on that you really should be paying attention to, and we're gonna talk about some of those today. So, uh, theadvocate.com reported that uh, the House Freedom Caucus, 
That's my least favorite caucus. <laughs> the House Freedom Caucus. They're ultra conservative. They this week released a list of more than 200 federal regulations that it wants Donald Trump to repeal as soon as he is sworn in as president. Um, these are all regulations that can be eliminated by the president without congressional approval. And they like sent him this list and was like, hey, bud. Um, hey, hey, buddy, what you doing? So uh, they're like, as soon as you're president, can you just nip these in the bud? Mm-hmm. Like, get rid of them. And several of them are some of the key protections that um, protect members of the LGBT community. And they deal with things like education and health care. Mm-hmm. So one of them that they that the Freedom Caucus wants Donald Trump to get rid of as soon as he is in office is a guideline for the Department of Education on the treatment of transgender students in public K-12 schools and on any other schools or college uh, campuses that receive federal funding. And these guidelines that were passed that, are, that the Freedom Caucus wants them to get rid of call on schools to recognize students' gender identity and treat them accordingly, uh, including using their preferred names and pronouns and also allowing them to use restrooms, locker rooms, and other single-sex facilities that adhere to their gender identity. And this isn't like a, this isn't like a forceful law situation. It's literally just the, gov- the federal government being like, hey, don't be a dick. Correct. It's a, it's guide, there are guidelines yeah. for schools to follow. This is how follow. you should probably, because this is nice. If you're using federal money, this is how we would like you to treat transgender students, uh, K through 12, and any mm-hmm. other schools or universities. So it's not even a law. Them. It's literally no, just. No, it's guidelines. Yeah. And the Freedom Caucus feels that this is so reprehensible that we should, oh, I don't know, um, respect trans students. That's completely representative. It's so rep. Yes, it's unprecedented (laughs) that we that it's so reprehensible that we should eliminate. Side note: I just love that branding of Trump, where he like just uses the wrong word for a thing or like spells a thing wrong. That that's just going to be the thing for the next four years. That's just going to be the thing. He's Ms. Malaprop. Great. Anyway. Because you don't know what that is. No. Yeah. Theater nerds. My, I hope you know what that is. My theater nerd friends. Anyway. Um, one of the other th- guidelines that uh, the Freedom Caucus wants Trump to repeal is the Department of Health and Human Services regulation that implemented implemented the non-discrimination provisions of the Afford... I am. I know. I was totally <laughs> Miss Malaprop right there. <laughs> Of the Affordable Care Act. And this uh, this regulation prohibited discrimination in health care based on gender or sex stereotyping, something that affects many LGBT people. Um, and it it also said that if you are a health care provider that receives federal funds, you cannot deny services related to gender transition. Um, so the Freedom Caucus has, before he's even gotten to listen to Ted Nugent play at his inauguration... Uh, Worst inauguration (laughs) ever. Um, Before he's even gotten to the inauguration, they're already encouraging him to roll back protections Mm -hmm. for LGBT people. Now, the list of 200 are not exclusively LGBT. The other regulations have to do with things like business and the environment. Um, Which I don't know about you, but as a queer person, I like living on the earth. I do like living on the earth. I've been very fond of it. Yes, I've grown attached to my corporeal yeah. binds yeah i we i appreciate the gravity of my relationship to the earth shut up <laughs> thought you'd like that i'm leaving no foley um all of a sudden we're like we're like 
the black tapes we're we're a story <laughs> podcast all of a sudden uh we're a mess today. Um, we're the pink tapes um <laughs> yeah so if that wasn't bad enough the family research council who we are friend tony perkins you know crazy tony perkins and the family research council well they're yeah. really not researching family things they're I really prefer, just being anti-gay i prefer just calling him anthony perkins yeah so he they released a statement this week uh, asking the Trump administration to do something uh, kind of horrible in the State Department. They have uh, this is what they asked. The incoming administration, and this is a quote, needs to make clear that these liberal policies will be reversed and the activists within the State Department promoting them will be ferreted out and will be replaced by conservatives who will ensure the State Department focuses on true international human rights like religious liberty, which is under unprecedented assault. End quote. Because that's not being activist at all. No, that's not being activist at no. all. The Family Research Council has asked the Trump administration to go into the State Department, find everyone who is pro-LGBT, and... Say bye, Felicia, to them. Get rid of them and replace them with people who are anti-LGBT so that they can focus on religious liberty, which There's we just... all know is a code word for, I want to discriminate against some people. I think, like... Okay, so what really offends me the most about this isn't even necessarily the notion of, like, firing gay and pro-gay people. It's actually just, like, the audacity that they have to say, like, oh, they're activists. Like, so we're going to go in and actively do a thing to change the culture of a thing. Mm -hmm. Like, really, y'all? Like, do you really hate the fact that we can be happy and married together so much that you want to fire and get rid of the livelihoods of like, I'm assuming hundreds, if not thousands of people mm -hmm. like you, you really hate us that much. And yes, yes they do. And that's they the thing. Do. And, the, and the thing is, is that they like with anybody who believes in this kind of stuff, like they have this like really Midwestern like value sense that pisses me off where it's like, they think they're the ones who are being wrong. So they're just going to, come back with it with, with, with like an eye for an eye type situation where it's like, oh, well, if you guys are going to be happy just simply existing, we're going to take away your housing. Yeah. Like that's not, that's not equal for starters. Right. But there's just something really, really frustrating with that logic that they genuinely think that they're doing good mm -hmm. by literally making it harder for people to pay their bills. Yes. Well, you know, I, I think when you have that world view, um, the, the the idea that we can all live together in this world and live different lives, completely different lives, um, is is kind of horrifying when when you're these people. Like they really just the idea is that they just want all of us to behave accordingly. They want all of us to behave the exact same way according to their rules and strictures. Even though our our worldview doesn't necessarily say you can't be them, mm -hmm. uh, their worldview very clearly says unless you're us. You can't exist. And that's that's the thing that frustrates me, too, with, like, um, not to get too personal, but, like, when it comes to um, some issues that I face, like, like I, I, I've been in situations where people close to me are telling me to be um, tolerant of another person when that requires me to accept their dehumanization of me. Correct. And that's not okay. And me being offended and insulted by that is somehow me not being tolerant of their view that I am an inferior human being to them. Right. Um, and that I'm in an inferior relationship than theirs. Um, so, like, I think I'm allowed to be a little pissed about that. And I think I'm allowed to, like, fight back against that. 
Well, and that's that has been a a a, a sort of rhetorical uh, approach to many conversations post the election that those of us who think that a Donald Trump presidency is a complete nightmare for the rights of queer people, women, uh, people of color, immigrants, immigrants, any like all of those communities. Um, we are be always being asked like, okay, now come on, like make space, make space in your heart for the people who think that you don't, matter for the people who think that you're lesser for the people who think that you are a sinner and are horrible and are being a terrible human being and then we're all lanasia sparks where we're just looking blankly and then go no i love that moment no yeah and that has and i think that that's it's a it's it's in a way its own form of of oppression by telling you that like you are somehow being wrong because you're not making space for a person who denies your basic humanity. Yeah, how dare us? How dare like how, how dare, dare we, right? How dare we not have time for your bigotry? Yeah. How dare I? It's yeah, it's it's incredibly yeah, it's totally upsetting. So this isn't the so these two situations which we sort of kind of sidetracked away from these the the family research council and also the freedom caucus it isn't the first situation in which the trump administration has signaled that they're open to doing these kinds of things so if you're out there and you're thinking nah they're just asking they would never really do it but wait there's more the trump administration the trump transition team uh, did this in the department of energy recently they requested the department of energy to give them a list of names of everyone who worked on climate change matters. That's so shady. It's like, well, it's like some serious McCarthy level kind of yeah, nonsense. That's so shady. It's like 1950s blacklisting. It's like that professor watch list too. That's out totally, there now. yeah. Like it's so shady and unnecessary and extra. And it's like, why? That's not how government works. It's not how. <laughs> that's not. But, how this is supposed to work. It's not how it's supposed to work. It is unfortunately how it is working. Of course. Now, now the, the Department of Energy denied that request, but the team was willing to do it. They were willing to say, hey, can you give me a list of people who disagree with us so that we could uh, just like send them Christmas cards? Uh, so Their Christmas really cards all mysteriously had pink slips in them. Mysteriously. Yeah, I thought it was going to be a yeah, gift card to right. Barnes & Noble. I was no, mistaken. No, not at all. So basically all of this is really just a, a way to kind of in, introduce a conversation about um, b- being in this moment post-election. And I know that for a lot of people the 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 anger and the terror and the nightmare of that election night has faded a little bit and we've sort of returned to our lives especially because we've now had holidays and and those things and people are maybe thinking are sort of sitting back and going well maybe you know maybe this won't be the worst thing ever look at right? these stocking stuffers i got yeah like th- there's this feeling that the the incoming administration we might be able to you know maybe we'll be okay Maybe he won't be so bad. Maybe this won't be the worst thing ever. Um, yet I think that's really foolhearted. Mm-hmm. It's a very foolish way of kind of dealing with this particular moment. I think that we are we're looking at um, not just these things, but like this week also, uh, the religious discrimination bill 
was reintroduced in Congress, oh, which great. which would allow people to use religious religious freedom as a means of discriminating against uh, anyone. But particularly, this it's it's terribly detrimental for LGBT people. You know, a doctor could refuse to treat a trans patient. Uh, an apartment could be refused to you. Because of your partner or your husband or just your sexuality in general or, or your gender presentation. Um, and Salon did a very interesting uh, op-ed about that, about that, the, the reintroduction of that, that bill. Um, and they compared it to the situation that happened in North Carolina. That when the non the religious freedom bill in North Carolina passed, what was very impactful in that particular moment was was corporations were bit were corporations who stood up and said, no, we're not gonna we're not gonna bring money to your state. We're gonna take money out of your state. We're not gonna bring our businesses there. We're not gonna bring our huge events there because you have this um, this legislation which we find reprehensible, and that really turned the tide against that legislation. And with this this. Uh, op-ed in Salon brought up, which I thought was really interesting, is that at a national level, there's some, there's a real problem there because on a national level, where are they going to take their money? Like, where are they going to go? Canada. Yeah. Like, you know, places like, like, uh, PayPal and Amazon can't say, well, we're going to take our money out of the United States. Mm -hmm. That, That just literally can't happen. So the corporate activism that could, that could, undo things like the North Carolina anti-LGBT law um, aren't going to be effective in this large sense. The only thing that corporations can do if they're willing to do it is just be louder about their own personal policies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All they can do is, is just be louder about the fact that they're a non-discriminating workplace, and all they can do is be louder about the fact that they will help their people find housing that is safe. Like all they can do is, is be louder about that. Um, which I mean, could be effective. I mean, you, we, we could potentially see if, if they take the gusto that they did in North Carolina, we could potentially see like CEOs of Microsoft and Google and PayPal and all that going to Congress to testify and be like, y'all are idiots. Mm -hmm. And here's why this is what we did in North Carolina. And though we can't necessarily do that at the same scale here, that's not going to stop us from doing something. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, like, there's, there, there's something that can be done. And I think, like, what's most important about all this going forward is that, um, especially people with conservative legislators, we need to be contacting them. We need to be consistently contacting them about the fact that the last three Department of Energy heads have had, like, you know, PhDs and, and like, have been responsible in their field. And now there's just, like, Rick Perry, who barely got a college education. Yeah. Like, we have his transcripts. He, like, got a D in a class called Meets or something like that. How do you get a D in a class called Meets? I would never get a D in that class. I get a D in that class all the time. <laughs> um, so great. Anyway, so, but I mean, like, we can point to things like that and just be like, hey, how about going forward, we take a grain of salt, and then you have to pay attention. You have to pay attention and see what Trump's trying to do, and then write your legislator and be like, this is a terrible idea because X, Y, Z. Like, this will actually affect me or constituent in this very tangible way, so please don't support him. This is especially important for people with conservative legislators, because, like, conservatives are people too you know which means like 
they like they 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 have a thought process and it doesn't take that much to really see how terrible a lot of these things are it really doesn't take much doesn't take that much contextual clues it doesn't take much at all and like even before the election we had people like Paul Ryan and Mitt Romney who are now of course buddy buddy for obvious reasons but like we had them like basically saying ter- Trump is a terrible human being and should not be elected so like like that that existed and that could still very well exist and i think that if anything the conservatives are in the power to be like the ally like it pains me to say that it pains me to say that because like that is the exact place that they are right now in in congress and in the senate like that is exactly where they are right now and we need to get them on our side they can still be conservatives they can still have the beliefs they want and they can still try to do what they want to try to do but there are certain very specific things trump is trying to do that is incredibly detrimental that isn't even conservative or liberal it's just detrimental well i think it's very important to in what you're saying to make that note that we have to shift from putting all of our eggs in the presidential basket as the as the the vehicle for change uh, and and shift our attention to the less sexy the less glittering and fabulous business of like representatives and senators and people who are in our 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 national legislature and then also state legislatures as well that those people will actually be impacting laws that are going to get made and passed and so our the energy that we poured into having the conversations and doing the work and going out and getting people to vote for the presidential election has to one be maintained i agree you got to stay in paying attention and i don't think losing anger is a is a good thing for us right now like Mm -hmm. we have to remember to be as angry as we were when he won Mm -hmm. Uh, but to take that anger and channel it into very determinedly lobbying these representatives to not do the things that Crazy people like that fucking family research counselor asking the administration to do. Because I think if we've seen anything about Trump in just the month and a half that he has been the president-elect, that he's really content to make other people happy as, and make sure that other people like him. Mm-hmm. So he's really content, the people who kind of put him there, to do things that are like, yeah, sure, no problem. I don't really care about that. So, yeah, you can have that. We'll do, we'll do that. No big deal. He's not really interested in the real repercussions to particularly marginalized people mm-hmm. at all. And uh, we can definitely do that. Putting the pressure on representatives saying that we're displeased with their work when we have conservative ones. Like, we don't have that situation now yeah, because we live in a cute little blue state. I think it's still fair for us to mail our constituents from yes. back home, though. No, absolutely. And like, that goes for anybody who's displaced or living somewhere where they weren't originally from. I mean, like... One of so so in Omaha we had a um, Omaha is the only place in Nebraska that has um, equal protections based on uh, gender identity expression and sexuality, and the way that we got that a lot of the way that we got that is um, we focused on um, specifically young people not returning to Omaha, and young people leaving Nebraska and be, because of the fact that it's not safe, because of the fact that there are better places to get just as good if not better jobs that also protect them. Um, and that's something that we like totally pounded on. And that's something that we, as, as people who are from conservative states have that like little extra leverage where it's like, we don't currently live there anymore, but we could. Mm -hmm. And like, 
there's a lot of people who would be really happy if we did, but there are very, very strong reasons why we are currently in the mindset of never returning. And you could make your state benefit from me because I'm pretty cool. You're pretty cool. We're pretty cool. Yeah. And we also, you know, stimulate your economy, daddy. <laughs> oh, geez. Well, but I, I think you make a good point. You know, when we look at uh, the the popular vote, uh, Clinton is what up by three million votes, something ridiculous in, like that. In the in metro from the metropolitan areas and from blue places in the country, I think it's very reasonable to expect that a good number of those three million votes that now don't count because of the electoral college come from people who grew up in parts of the country that elected Trump president. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a lovely idea that those of us who who left those places and who aren't planning to go back to them because they don't provide the same kind of protections or opportunities that the places we live in now do to make sure the the people running those states and those places know this is why we're not coming back and this is this is why mm -hmm. it's it i do appreciate that i live in a place where i don't have to worry about it right now you know connecticut it's happy and liberal yay yay connecticut connecticut it's problematic but yeah we're working on it but it's good i'm glad that i don't have to worry about louisiana politics and the the disastrous things that can occur uh to people who are queer there or people who are uh, people of color or women or or immigrants there like I, I it i'm glad i don't have to worry about it but um but i'm like i'm gonna take that to heart you're right like i should make sure that the people there know there's a reason i'm not coming back mm -hmm. and i would never consider coming back because of because of you. It's all because of you. Yeah. That's a, no, I think that's a really like great idea. Speaking of the Electoral College, we'll find out if all of this is moot tomorrow. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Um, so that's pretty much it for like this week's episode. But there is something fun that uh, I want to make sure that we put out there. So we are working on some upcoming episodes. One of the episodes that we're going to be working on is one that's all about app culture and life on yeah life on the apps oh are, is this a thing that we're doing this is a thing that we're doing that you're just yeah. now telling me yep okay. absolutely so um there's a way for you to participate in the episode so if you want to be part of our episode about life on the apps and app culture, if you have a really good story about something crazy that happened to you on Grinder or Growler or Scruff or help me out Tinder or OkCupid or Recon jacked. or Jacked or Adam for Adam or any of the millions that Chris has on his phone at any <laughs> given moment. Christiani, we called you out. Um, Whoa, I wasn't going to say his last name. Whoa. <laughs> I was being I was I was being nice. He knows that we love him. We, we do love, love him. you. Uh, there's a way you can participate in that episode. You can be part of the episode by giving us a call and sharing your story. So if you're in the if you're in the U.S., if you're, it's going to be free for you. But if you're outside of the U.S., like all those international and long distance things would apply. We're working on ways to get you to participate in our episodes. But if you are in the U.S. and want to call and leave us a fun, sad 
trenchant story, whatever you've got about life on those apps, you can call us uh, and leave your story and you might be able to hear it on an upcoming episode. Uh, The number to reach us at Bearded Fruit is 860-785-0633. So you can leave your story or you can just leave any comments or responses, anything you want to share about any of our episodes. Uh, We may use it on an upcoming episode. You can tell that we're really in Connecticut now that we have an 860 number. What's up? So once again, if you want to be part of an episode on app culture and life on the apps, or you just want to respond to something you heard on this week's or a previous episode, feel free to give us a call. It's 860-785-0633. I feel like we're like in the intermission of like a Ricky Lake episode where like it brings up an entirely different topic that's not yeah. like, does your boyfriend have an obsession with putting fruits in his anus? Like, and it's like, it's like three weeks later, you see this episode and it's about yeah, boyfriends. It's about who, that. Yeah. Yeah. That's what's no, happening now. That'll be in February. Um, How romantic. Right. And uh, and as always, we are so appreciative of everybody who listens to the podcast. Actually, this week uh, we had like our best listening week, which is really fantastic. More people tuned into an episode this week than we have had ever before. So that's awesome. Thank you so very much. Yeah. Continue to spread the word about Bearded Fruit and share episodes with your friends. When January rolls around, we're going to have some new fun interactive features on the website and also uh, as part of the podcast. So please sp- spread the word and and grow our community with us. We are we love everyone who listens to the show and we'd love to have more people, like-minded people participating. Ways you can do that, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Uh, you can also leave us a review, which is awesome, and some stars there too. That helps us out. You can also find us on the web at www.beardedfruit.com or you can find us over on Facebook at Bearded Fruit. However you connect with us, we're always happy to hear from you and interact with you. And as always, we appreciate you listening more than you know. So have a great week and uh, pray for a faithless elector. (laughs) Yes, pray for a faithless elector. All I want for Christmas is a and that's pretty much the end of today. Sorry if I clipped the mic just now. No, that's totally fine.